Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to day number eight of our Easter devotional series, The Countdown to Easter. I hope you had a good day today. You know, on a positive note, it is nice to see the uh, sunshine. It's nice to see that uh, at 6, whatever we are, 6.15, 6.30, the sun is still out. So maybe you went outside today. Maybe you're able to get some fresh air uh, while, of course, respecting the, all of the restrictions. Uh, but it is good to be with you as we will continue to do so every day, every weekday at least, until um, Easter. All right. So um, we are going to keep going with our series, and I hope that you are enjoying it. Hope you're learning from it, uh, and I hope that you... Um, Join us on uh, Easter Sunday, April the 12th, because on that day, we are going to give a brand new iPad to the winner of a quiz that will happen during the day. I will give you more details uh, as we approach it. Um, but I hope you, uh, you are benefiting from this. And uh, tonight, we are just going to look very, very briefly uh, into the scripture at uh, the moment when uh, Jesus was arrested once again. We're going to look at that, but I would remind you that at 7 p.m. tonight, we are going on uh, Zoom video conferencing uh, and going to get together and talk about the question, is this the end? Lots of discussion uh, being had by Christians and people even of different faiths looking at this question from around the world uh, what is going on, a worldwide virus that we have never, uh, well, not never seen, but we haven't seen one like this in a hundred years. So we're going to talk about that in about an hour. If you want to join us on that call and you have not received the uh, the invitation already, you need to contact me. Okay, my contact information is on our Facebook page. So you can reach out to me and I will uh, provide you with a link so that you can join the call. So uh, this is from Matthew chapter 26. At least we'll start there. And this is the moment when uh, Jesus is arrested, typically thought, traditionally thought to be uh, Thursday night. There is uh, another view, but uh, we won't necessarily get into that tonight. Uh, so, uh, Matthew 26, verse 47, While he was still speaking, the he is Jesus, Judas, one of the twelve, so he was one of, of Jesus' apostles, arrived. And with him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs. Now, a lot of the Easter movies have this portrayed as a small band of people. Even uh, most recently, uh, Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ has this a small band of people. This is not uh, accurate. This is a large crowd, uh, we're told here by Matthew, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, again, Annas and Caiaphas, and the elders of the people. Uh, we're not exactly sure what is the composition of this crowd just yet, but we'll get there in a minute. Now, the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. So this was previously set up uh, with Judas and this band of people who would arrest him, uh, arrest uh, Jesus. And uh, a kiss in that time would have been as per Middle Eastern custom, so nothing bizarre going on there. Uh, going at once to Jesus, remember, this crowd didn't know what Jesus looked like, presumably, or the people doing the official arrest didn't know what he looked like. Uh, going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. 
Now, Jesus' reply is what I want you to look at. He says, friend, do what you came for. This is only recorded in uh, Matthew's Gospel, curiously enough. Uh, if you have a Bible that has a cross-reference system, um, then you can easily find the parallel verse here. And if you do not have one like that, I'd highly recommend you invest in a Bible that uses cross-references and parallel uh, passages. Because when you're reading the Gospels, this is a trick for you, it's always good to try and put the scene that you're reading together by using all of the Gospels. Uh, much of Matthew and Mark and Luke are very common. They share many, many things in common. Many of the accounts are, are, uh, are in each of those three synoptics. John is a little bit different, but still there are some things that are also in John's Gospel that are common to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And here it helps us to go over to Mark's version of this, Mark chapter 14 and uh, verse uh, uh, 43. Okay, and here's how he renders it. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, just checking my volumes there, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, again sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him, and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him, and the men seized Jesus and arrested him. No mention of this one phrase, friend, do what you came for. The other uh, parallel is in Luke's gospel, and uh, my little Bible here tells me Luke chapter 22, verse 47. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas one of the twelve was leading them, and he approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, and this is only common to Luke, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Son of Man is one of Jesus' favorite titles for himself. He borrows this from the book of Daniel chapter 7. Uh, when Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And at once one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. We've already covered that. Uh, but Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And, uh, and then they proceed to arrest Jesus. It's very interesting, again, that Matthew has this one phrase that I want to focus in on tonight. Friend, do what you came for. Luke even goes further and says he questions Judas. As if to say, Judas, you're aware of what you're doing right now. You're, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Again, that title, Son of Man, is a reference to the messianic figure of Daniel chapter 7. Um, friend, do what you came for. Now, I know that, it's, that it, some people have problems comparing Jesus to anybody else. But I want you to observe Jesus and his composure in this moment. He has one of the 12 apostles who uh, betrays him and who facilitates an arrest party. Uh, this is clearly, uh, if we read the synoptics, a band of people, large group of people uh, sent by the chief priests, the elders, the temple police are involved. So Caiaphas and company uh, are definitely uh, sort of chairing this whole event. So this is a really, really big deal. Um, and Jesus, 
gets betrayed by one of his own and his reaction if you're looking uh, from a perspective of maturity and discipleship and and leadership as a follower of Jesus and you want to emulate Jesus look at his composure in this situation I mean imagine if you were in a position where you were betrayed by one of the people who you thought uh, was loyal to you let's say and uh, you're facing that moment and it's going to be catastrophic in in your life and yet you you have a response like this um, it, it's remarkable the composure that he has and he he you have to remember Jesus is is not only God he's also human at the same time and he could have done many different things he could have responded in many different ways he could have done whatever he wants but he starts by calling Judas the betrayer friend and he says do what you came for he's not going to combat it he's not going to stop it He's not going to put up a fight. He's not going to defend himself. He is going to acquiesce and submit to the will of the Father in this situation. What incredible composure he is showing. And I believe that we too can display that kind of composure when we are followers, disciples of Jesus, no matter what's going on in your, in your, in your life. I mean, we're all focused on this crisis right now. At some point, this crisis is going to pass. It's going, something else will come maybe, but this crisis is going to pass. So you will face moments of betrayal. You will face moments of incredible pressure. Uh, If you lead anything, and and many of you who are are watching this uh, lead something, you are going to face that. How are you going to behave? What is your composure going to be like? Are you going to say, God, I trust you. Father, I trust you in this circumstance. And uh, I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do. I'm going to do what you want me to do in this situation. That is composure. And that is one of the marks of a disciple, a follower of Jesus. You're not doing what everybody else expects necessarily. You are doing what the Father tells you to do. So keep developing a relationship with him and uh, and keep Keep doing that through the scripture and you'll watch yourself grow in in character and in maturity. All right. So God bless you. I look forward to seeing some of you uh, within the next half hour or so on Zoom. Again, if you have not received that link, you can message me privately and I will uh, I will give you that link to that meeting. God bless you. Have a great evening.